Hey guys, special guest Isaiah Scott here, and on this week's episode of The Unbearable Creatives, we're going to talk about Juice World, Justin Bieber, our favorite Marvel movies, and more. Stay tuned for episode 13 of The Unbearable Creatives. Hit it! Sing your song. <laughs> I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. Oh Alright, so that's... <laughs> Alright guys, hey there, welcome to episode 13. That voice you just heard was the incredible Isaiah Scott, one of my roommates. He'll be joining us on the latter half of the show uh, for a little discussion about Marvel movies. Um, but yeah, so we are here, we're back, episode 13. Um, he's in the room with us right now, doing something, I don't know what he's doing. But yeah, so today we are going to start off with a little bit of somber news to start out here. Uh, it's a sad, sad day. It is a really sad day. Um, but yeah, before we really get into any of like the major stuff, uh, today news broke that rapper Juice World apparently died in a Chicago airport at the age of 21. They said they found him on the ground um, with actually blood coming out of his mouth. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's extremely sad, extreme, extremely disappointing. Um someone who's extremely talented and, and just a really bright spot in, I think, music. Uh, it's really sad to see him go uh, so soon. His major sort of claim to fame song that everyone kind of knows was Lucid Dreams. Uh, it, it did probably about two billion streams, I think it said, um, on on streaming services. And he went platinum six times. It, it was insane uh, how bright his future was, but it just... It's really saddening to see him go like this. He's younger than us. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like yeah. twenty three and twenty two. Like it, it, it's nuts to see. Like, it really disappoints me when artists, especially because I know that artists go through so much in in creating their product and and in informing their vision and putting it into things just to put out into the world for it to be judged super harshly by a lot of people. It's really saddening to see when someone who's so good at what he does like dies at such a young age mm -hmm. um but yeah again rest in peace to him uh for sure con condolences to his family it, yeah just a really really sad sad event um but yeah Trayvon. okay so <laughs> from one sad thing to just a really weird dumb thing <laughs> we're getting all the just somber news out of the way here guys in case you didn't notice um but earlier this week it came out that uh, Trayvon Martin, so the man who killed Trayvon Martin, I don't know if anyone remember. I'm sure people remember, uh, George Zimmerman, the man who killed Trayvon Martin in... Who was a child. Who was a child, yes. And mm -hmm. in, I believe it was 2011, 2012. It was around the earlier part of this decade. 2012. Probably. Um, yeah, it was definitely in high school. Um the man who killed Trayvon Martin, uh, when he was, I believe he was walking home uh, from a grocery store or gas station, whatever it was, and apparently was perceived as a threat from this man who was living in the neighborhood and was... It was a gated community, and yeah. he was on his way to his friend's house. Yeah, and was immediately killed by this man that we're going to talk about in a second, uh, George Zimmerman. The reason we're bringing it up again today is because apparently this week... Uh, George Zimmerman is suing, uh, he filed a lawsuit to sue Trayvon Martin's parents. 
and their attorney for, I believe it was something along the lines of, of a conspiracy against him uh, in, in the case of him killing their child, murdering their child in cold blood. Uh, it, it It is baffling to me, like, what goes through the minds of some people, but especially this person in general, because not only has he done this, there were uh, stories a few, I believe it was a few years ago, or not too long ago, that he apparently was auctioning off the gun that he killed Trayvon Martin with, and was signing bags of Skittles and selling them, like, and stuff like that, just like, it's like the worst of humanity. Also to note, <laughs> just this, to see. this kid did not have any weapons on him. Oh no, he was murdered, like, even, he was not a threat. Yeah, no, all of that stuff was settled when, like, I, I kind of just see on. this as, like, arrogance, that's, yeah. He yeah. wasn't he wasn't convicted of anything in the trial. He was let off after murdering a child. Like it, it it's crazy. But yeah, we wanted to get all of the sad stuff out of the way. Like I, like I said, but, um, but yeah, also things that, that need to be spoken. But also them. things that need to be brought up. Um, and yeah, so to lighten it, the mood, it, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But yes, to lighten the mood, we're going from those really sad things early on in the show uh, to. Justin. Justin. Sing a song. Baby. Is it too late now to say sorry? No. <laughs> I kind of killed that. Wait, that I kind of did that. That was that good. That was a good song to sing. Yeah, that was good. I'm kind of fire. Uh, <laughs> um, but yes, so <laughs> Justin Bieber's up next. And this isn't like a great thing. Like, I don't know why I'm laughing, but it's kind of funny. So Justin Bieber tried to end racism this week. And I don't know if anyone remembers, I know I run through topics really quickly because we have a lot to talk about in a little bit, but um, I don't know if anyone remembers this. When Justin Bieber was 15 years old, he was caught on tape. This isn't funny. Telling, this isn't funny. This is the funny part. Apparently telling uh, a very racially sensitive joke <laughs> before I, before we were kind of in a time that we are in now where it's like everybody's very aware of racial... Mm-hmm tensions and and such um but apparently he was caught on tape uh telling a joke that involved the n-word and he said the n-word many times people obviously like people noticed back then and definitely got onto him about it and it was a whole thing but it has been a while since that happened it's been at least i don't know how many years but it's been a, it's been a while since that happened but he's this week he's been through a lot since that he's happened. been through a lot and he's definitely learned a lot since then for sure. But this week, I'm going to find the post real fast. This week, Justin Bieber posted um, to his Instagram that he stands against racism, which is good. I I hope everyone does. But I just thought it was so funny. Like, literally out of nowhere, he posted this. And it, the caption read something along the lines of, when I was young, I... I was uneducated and found myself saying really hurtful things and 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 not knowing the power of my words and all that stuff. Um, I just I just I don't know. I just thought it was like I thought the the comedy behind it was that nobody was paying any attention to any of that. Literally everybody forgotten or forgiven, and Justin Bieber just comes in with this post, this picture that says "Stand Against Racism." Like it, it's just. It, it stood out to me, I guess, because, like, I generally like Justin Bieber. Like, I, 
I remember seeing that video a long time ago, but I didn't really like, I wasn't holding it against him, I guess. Again, why does, why would he care what I think? But I just think it's funny. Like he comes out and is literally just like, almost just out of nowhere, just like, but this hey, also I did could this. go along with like him being saved and yeah, for sure. You know, kind of discovering his faith. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. And all in all, like, this is all good. And that's why I'm kind of joking about it. Like, I, I like when people are given a chance to, sorry, my backwards. I like when people are given a chance to kind of grow and learn from their mistakes. I think we kind of talked about this a few episodes ago, the kind of like idea of cancel culture and all of that stuff. Um, But when somebody's clearly trying to work and live in a way that is better than how they've lived in the past, I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And so I I, I do commend him for standing against racism or whatever the post said. I just think it's funny. Like, I just think it's funny the way it kind of just came out of nowhere. But But it's admiring. It is. It is definitely an admirable thing, for sure. Um, Definitely appreciate it from the king of childhood pop (laughs) yeah i don't know every girl's love life Uh, yeah the king of every girl's love life when every girl was 13 Mm, yeah uh those are more serious things we kind of wanted to get through um again recipes to juice world i hope the lord deals with george zimmer george zimmerman and Justin Bieber is just cool uh but moving on so new movies new movies we love it you love to see it we stand So this week, a couple of new trailers came out that we were super excited about. Some Disney, some Marvel. Literally 95% of the things we talk about on this podcast. So first, we're going to talk about the Mulan one, right? Yes. What? So there's going to be a live action Mulan. Thankfully played by mostly an Asian cast. Because for some reason, people don't understand why this is important. I probably wouldn't have seen it if it wasn't. <laughs> I'm being honest. Yeah. But anyway, so Mulan. What stood out for you in the trailer? Hannah Medina. Uh, I like the part... Well, first, she has a... Does she have a sister in the original? I was wondering that, too. I'm not 100% sure. I'm pretty sure she does, though. I remember before uh. um, seeing that part... There's a part in the trailer where uh, her dad is about to sign up for the war because there has to be a man from every family to go. And he's the general or whatever who's doing the sign-ups is like, who do you present? Who? Which of your children do you present? Which son do you present and her dad is like i've been blessed with two daughters Mm -hmm. super like super fire scene in the movie already like i can already tell that's gonna be cool was that your favorite scene in the trailer yeah yeah uh maybe not i think mine was when he was practicing with his swords in the movie that's like 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 it looked exactly the same as the original and i got really emotional that is sick like in the move in the animated movie seeing him practicing like even though he's super old and really can't do a lot of the stuff the same that was that was fire there are some differences and there are a lot of there's a lot of similarities but it looks really good and i also think through watching the trailer i understand why mushu is not in it because it's more serious and mushu is Yes, it seems more serious, but I was going to say that I was going to bring that up too. I don't love that even still. I think you could have a, a, I think you could tell a much more serious story the way they they're attempting to while also having like the face of the franchise. It would be nice if he was in it, but 
I understand why he's not. For sure. They're also not fighting the villain. The, I forget. He is. He is in it. No, no, no. But it's not the same villain. Oh, it's not. No, it, the it there was is like, a witch in it. A witch. Yeah. There wasn't a witch in the original. No, I know. Oh yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's it's different for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly how they're gonna take this, but it looks good. I'm it gonna looks see it. fire. Like it looks really good. The casting looks amazing. The um, it's also not a musical. I I remember reading that too. It's not a musical. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, that that sucks okay <laughs> yeah you won't be here and i'll make a man out of you or uh, uh what was i the think other they one? have a they have a goal and i think that's the goal like the goal is res- i respect it yeah so. i mean it could be worse for sure it could look a lot a lot worse but yeah no we're definitely excited we're always excited for disney stuff mm-hmm. princesses and such wars. now this one i was a little hesitant about at first because really? i don't well i didn't know about well, I'm not. I've you don't like her. No, 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 no that's true. You hate her. Movies. You hate this character. No, not anymore. You, you used to hate this character. Yeah, <laughs> a but lot. not anymore. Black Widow. Black Widow. Sometimes I don't like. Her. Usually you don't like. <laughs> but her. I honestly, I can't wait to see this movie so that I can honestly understand where she comes from, like her background. Yeah. And so. Hold on one sec. What is wrong with you? I forgot I had gum in. And so I was chewing it, and I was like, I really hope people can't hear me chewing that. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so Hannah hates Black Widow. That's her person of the week that she has beef oh with. Um, okay. But no, so there was a Black Widow trailer that came out uh, for the Marvel superhero. And Hop is in it. Hop. Hopper. For those of us who don't watch Stranger Things, who was Hop? <laughs> oh, um, he's the cop in Stranger Things that... I didn't. Okay. He's the cop in Stranger Things that helps um, Will's mom find Will. Yeah. If we were really. And fight a, the Demogorgon. Yeah. If we were really a professional podcast, we I would have. I have never it. sounded more like a nerd in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah. So on episode 12 of Stranger Things, um, Hop killed the Demogorgon. Uh, sorry. I'm trying to find the actor's name so we don't sound like complete amateurs. Well, they can look up Hop. Jim. Jim Hopper. Oh, his name is Jim. David Harbour. I knew his name. Dang it. I knew that too. David uh, is in. David Harbour is in the Black Widow movie. Um, and apparently he's playing. Again, I'm forgetting. The villain, I'm but I don't know his amateur. name. No, he's not a villain. He's he's like helping her. He's sitting oh. at the table with her. Then who's the villain? The villain is Taskmaster. The... Hmm. Uh, Taskmaster, he's like a, how do you describe him? He's kind of like a, if any, if any of you have seen, uh, the, any of the Batman movies, uh, or Gotham, uh, he's kind of like, uh, the Riddler, similar to the Riddler for, but for Marvel. He's scary looking. Yeah, he was in the trailer. Yeah, so he's like, he kind in the trailer he kind of cocks back like a arrow, a bow and arrow, and people think. Like three people think it's it could be Hawkeye, for some reason. But there's no oh. way. There's literally no way because this movie also kind of takes place like it's not a complete prequel in the way that a lot of people think. It looks like it kind of takes place just after maybe Civil War, potentially. Mm. While mm. some stuff does take place, we have not even talked about what we think this movie's about. Also, <laughs> like we kind of we kind of skipped it with Mulan because everybody knows Mulan, but. 
based on the trailer, it looks like this movie is going to have a lot of flashbacks to Black Widow's past. Um, it kind of shows her in her uh, in the Black Widow sort of program, the the training for those agents, those super like strong spy agent people. Um, it kind of shows some flashbacks to that and her upbringing in that, but it looks like most of it takes place around the time of Captain America Civil War. And most likely that is that man wielding a bow, a bow and arrow in the trailer is not Hawkeye. Um, but it is uh, this masked villain named Taskmaster who... What were they trying to say? He basically like attempts to copy a lot of uh, a lot of heroes like moves and sort of attacks and use them against the heroes. Wait a minute, that's like um, um, Naruto. Okay, <laughs> Hannah's seen twenty episodes of Naruto and she thinks she's an no, episode. No, what is the uh, eye, uh, eye stuff? Huh? The eye stuff. Sharingan. Yeah, that's what I'm definitely about. editing this out. We're not ready to have a Naruto uh, conversation on this Why? podcast. Anyway, so he copies, Taskmaster copies, like, uh, he copies his opponent's moves, basically, and tries to use them against them and starts to predict the different sort of attacks that he's going to use and all that stuff. Um, it really, it's, Realistically, it just looks like a basic kind of villain because Black Widow's not like Thor. Like, you can't have, like, a super, a super-powered villain for a human pretty much mm -hmm. so it is what it is um but yeah it looks like we're gonna learn a lot about black widow and yeah i'm really excited about it yes yes okay yeah tight all right so i think that will probably cover all of the bases for this first half um all right so oh yeah turn it back up all right, so at the beginning of the podcast, you heard that strange, stranger's voice. Um, <laughs> that was my roommate, Isaiah. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I believe Isaiah, uh, he had asked me, like, you know, he, we were talking about the podcast stuff, and he asked if he could join. And so he is on here today. Mr. Isaiah, how are you doing, sir? If you could just tell the people about yourself real fast for me, that would be amazing. Yeah, sure. Hey guys, I'm Isaiah Scott, and yes, I am Eric's roommate. I've been roommates since uh, the end of July. I am a student at Baylor University right now. I actually Sick. graduate uh, from the business school later this month, and I am 21 years old. You heard it from the man himself, Isaiah Scott. Um, all right, so Isaiah is joining us today. Uh, we are going to talk about his and our experts. Experts. We're going to be talking about his and our Marvel areas of movies. expertise, Marvel movies. Um, dun, 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 dun. He's also an expert at voice effects, <laughs> clearly. Um, We're going to do our superlatives. Sorry. We're doing our superlatives. All right. So, yes. Superlatives. Not only are we talking about Marvel movies, but we will be talking about them and awarding high school superlatives to some of our favorite movies. So what that looks like is... Class Clown. Funniest movie. So yeah, the first category will be Class Clown. Um, yeah, first category, Class Clown. What do we think the the funniest Marvel movie is? I'd love to hear it. 
Isaiah. Well, I should probably preface this by saying it goes without saying that most popular should be awarded to Avengers Infinity. Okay, hold on. We're not getting there yet. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> class oh, Clown. Oh, yes. Well, but back to Class Clown. Yes. Because we're going to fight over that, that last one he just said, for sure. <laughs> you know what, Eric? I want to hear your thoughts on this first. Okay, Class Clown. So I think, as far as the funniest Marvel movie... I would honestly say, even though I don't really love this movie, I would say the funniest would have to be Thor Ragnarok. I agree. Even though it's too much humor. Yeah, and that's kind of the problem with it. So, But not everybody likes a class clown. I don't. I hated those kids. Okay. <laughs> that's Johnny. really interesting that you guys should say that. I would. Yeah. I thought the humor in Thor Ragnarok was a little bit cheesy and... Uh, I tend to think that class clowns actually have a better sense of humor than would be, you know, assumed in Thor Ragnarok, but to each their own. I could see it going either way. Class clowns can either be super cheesy or actually funny. IMO. Yeah. 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 But they're the best of both that really make you have a good deep laugh. And for me, Thor Ragnarok wasn't that. That's fair. Who would you say? Or which one would you say is the funniest? Hmm, I am thinking that I want to go with one of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I w- that was, was a backup for yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I would go with the original Guardians of the Galaxy. That's volume a good one. one. That's a good volume one. Volume one. I can, I can see that. I definitely could see that one. Is that That's the one where he pretends to be Mary Poppins. Uh, no, that's the no, second one. Oh, that one's a good one too. I think, I think you wouldn't be wrong saying either one of those is super like the funniest. I mean, if anything, hey, you know, our generation would probably find the soundtrack from really old school uh, popular music absolutely hilarious. Like, hey, they've got a 50s, you know, jazz song or a 70s jazz song as part of their soundtrack on that movie. So, For sure. hey, if you if you can't find anything else funny about the inherently funny <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, at least laugh at that. No, for sure. The soundtrack definitely, I would say the soundtrack was like half of the, it served half of the humor in that, in those mm-hmm. movies for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, that's fair enough. We w- we won't come to a consensus on this probably, but most likely. Wait, are you still going? No, I was just gonna say like on all, on just in a general rule, we probably won't just come to like an agreement. We'll just like give our opinions and that'll be it. Yeah. Um. Most likely ahead. to succeed. This is the best movie. Honestly, though, wait, 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 wait. Before we do that, because I kind of just listed those off. Do we want to save? I I kind of want to save best for last. Okay. So let's let's say let's go least likely to succeed. Okay, so least likely to succeed. <laughs> what what is, is the worst one? This What's is the just worst trash? movie that we think is in Marvel. Literally, what is the trashiest of the trashiest Marvel movies? I am a thousand percent going with Thor: Dark World. You heard it here first. Whack. Interesting. Why would you say that? Why so, would you say he's that's the fair. bottom of the bottom? I would say. And some of the things I'm going to say are going to be kind of topics or uh, categories as well later on in a second. But for one, so the villain in Thor, or Thor Dark World is arguably the worst villain in the entire uh, cinematic universe. Uh, I believe what was it? it was like Malekith or something. It was like a, it was one of those. It was him and a bunch of evil elves that were like kind of pissed off at Odin, I believe, probably because most of their problems are because of Odin. Uh, but for one, villain motivation was just kind of trash, in my opinion. Uh, you don't really care about him at all. You don't really care what he's talking about. Uh, and I would say 
Thor, Thor is kind of in the middle of, I think, becoming a really real, really well-rounded character in that movie. Like you see in the first, uh, the first Thor, he's kind of like boneheaded and just really just always flying off the handle. He kind of gets sort of it back together once he becomes worthy and all that stuff. And and the second one is kind of like, he's better. He has Jane, who's kind of like definitely calmed him down quite a bit but i just like he still hasn't developed enough in my opinion as much as you would even see in later avengers and uh thor ragnarok movies the thor ragnarok movie as well but just all around i guess it all comes down to i just didn't care about what happened loki died but not really yeah it it just wasn't it wasn't really that great in my opinion to be fair, Thor eventually, you know, did have a relapse in Endgame. He, because for he had sure. a major Viking relapse where he became a <laughs> slightly addicted alcoholic and sitting in his room playing video games all day before he came out and somehow still had the strength to save the world. Good for Thor. But, and even talking about that, though, I would say that makes more sense to me than most. So, like, it makes sense to me that that Thor would be so distraught with being so close to saving everyone and literally watching everyone die like like that i i I believe that would send him into a depression and like you know spiraling but but yeah so what would y'all say is y'all's worst now oh preface this by saying are we limiting ourselves to the marvel movies about the mcu or can we also include shows about the mcu on this in this class Mm. list Depends on the show because I think just I'm, like <laughs> within the Avengers. Within the Avengers, all right. Yeah. So we'll that would be ideal. Okay. I know you love Agents of Shield. I oh, love yeah. Agents I've of seen, Shield. I've seen three episodes, so I wouldn't know anything that you're talking about. Yeah. Most of my uh, MCU knowledge uh, comes from largely the five seasons of Agents of Shield I've watched with one of my friends, as really? well as half of season six. Mm-hmm. So I oh, have, wow. a, I guess, a little bit of a different perspective than someone who is a devoted marvel movie fan for sure that makes sense that's really cool now for my worst of the worst now i know that eric here and even hannah tried to talk me out of this last week but i'm gonna say interestingly enough because i haven't even seen it oh no don't even want to see it i'm gonna gonna go with captain marvel (laughs) yeah we're canceled (laughs) <laughs> see y'all see y'all next week <laughs> this but, episode is canceled <laughs> but honestly um so I, I saw endgame and i thought um as i think is at least i've heard before that captain marvel's role was just very limited and very very stereotypical and she did play an important role in helping to save the avengers who were floating in space bringing them back to earth initiating you know Doctor Strange's vision of beating um, Thanos. However, there are two scenes where she is important in that movie. One at the very end, where she's fighting in the big, in the big, you know, end scene battle, and the beginning where she saves the world. And no real character development in between. And I'm not even sure that we even really need to preface that by even seeing Captain Marvel, if that's the significance of her in. The you need MCU. to see it. <laughs> you need to see it in order to. So I'm going to go with Captain one. Marvel. And it's so bad that I don't even think I want to see it. No, you have to see it. <laughs> okay. Fans. <laughs> do, 
the views of Isaiah Scott do not represent the the total the views in totality of the Unbearable Creatives. That is my disclaimer for you, because I love that movie. Well, I uh, it's fine. <laughs> it's not the best. It's so. not the best, no, at all. But it's not the worst, in my opinion. Uh, okay, so all for right. me, Hannah, on to you. What do you think <laughs> yeah. here? Sometimes I want to say I the first Iron Man, but I feel like that's where like. I don't know who I'm on this podcast with. Stop! I'm not done. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're canceled. <laughs> um. Okay. So sometimes I want to say that one, but I might. I think I'm gonna stick with. I think I'm gonna go with the third Thor. Yeah. Oh, so you're gonna go with Thor Ragnarok as well? Yeah. That would be my second worst. Why? Yeah. Why? Um. I think I was, well, first I was disappointed with the Hulk and his character development. I think I always wanted Hulk to just be angry. I think that's what I've always wanted. He was, um, he was pretty angry. And also it. just oh. the jokes. Like, some of the jokes were too much. Like, we were watching it yesterday, and there was a part where um, Bruce Banner, like, jumped down at the end. And he was, I don't know, he, like, didn't turn into Hulk. He was, like, trying to save the day. He was, try- he was trying to save everyone. He was jumping from, like, a spaceship, and he realistically should have died. But he, he like, landed on the ground. And he didn't as, even turn into Hulk right away. And it was just, like, a pointless joke. Like, just let him turn into Hulk or whatever. I don't know. Just dumb stuff like that that kind of... Honestly, when I first saw the, the movie, I probably would have thought differently. Like, I really did like it. But now watching it again, it's like kind of getting old. And so I think that one's probably my least favorite. I can't say that Iron Man one is my least because it's it's a really it it is a good movie. It's just old, I think. (laughs) And to be honest, the ultimate significance of Thor Ragnarok is to get the House of Odinson off their planet so that we can introduce the Thanos ship and then start the process of building the story of Infinity War. So really, you can watch the end scenes of that movie and kind of capture the point of what is going on as far as character development Mm -hmm. and getting Thor and the House of Odinson or continuing to move them along in the MCU. And the rest of it is nice, you know, kind of stupid, clever humor, but not really necessary if you're trying to understand the context for the MCU. True. I will say that the villain is great, though. The villain's good, good for one, but also... I don't love this movie. I don't want to be the one to defend it. But uh, I would say as far as character development, I do think Loki yes. is one that you have to kind of keep in mind. Like his his sort of arc throughout the entire series kind of, it comes to a, it's hard for me to say because they don't, they don't use him super perfectly either. But they, I would say his arc as he is approaching his death in Infinity War is completed sort of well in his sort of conversations with Thor and just talking about how he's betrayed them in the past and and all this other stuff. But like at the end of the day, like he, they are brothers and they do have each other's back. And that they, they kind of showed that at the end of Ragnarok. And I did appreciate that, even though Loki is kind of the reason Thanos found them in the first place because he had the uh, Tesseract, like he stole the Tesseract. So I don't know. I don't know. Loki, I think, being one of the more just iconic figures in the entire series and seeing his arc completed, I would say maybe saves the movie a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. 
And now that he's about to have his own show, oh yeah, that's he's gonna be a whole thing. Be- actually becoming some important player in the alternate reality of the MCU. Yeah, for sure, that's gonna be big. Best team. Best team movie. So this is which Avengers movie or Guardians movie, all lumped together. Which of those is the best? As far as teams go, like what's your favorite team, right? Well, I just we're just talking about movies right now. So like, which movie? Which of those movies is the best? Of the team movies. Okay. Um, okay, so I would personally say Endgame. I'd agree with that. Okay, It'd be hard so, to make an argument for anything else because that's yeah. the whole team. <laughs> yeah, literally. In the end battle scene. Yeah. Literally. No, that, that last scene is amazing. And I like... Everything about that movie... It's not a perfect movie at all. Thor is probably the worst thing about it. But... Or seeing, Captain Marvel. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. But seeing... She's not even really there that much. Yeah, she's not really in it. Uh, a little bit. But... Um, My point exactly. <laughs> but, um... What was I going to say? Seeing Cat pick up the hammer multiple times, that was a huge moment. Seeing everybody... Kind of seeing everybody get their moment to get closure and going back in time. So Tony being able to see his dad one last time, seeing uh, Cap being able to be with Peggy, Thor being able to see his mom before she died. No, that was another bad thing about Thor Dark World too. His mom died. Um, but seeing all of them get closure, it just felt like a really great, great way to close out uh, the MCU for that the cha- that chapter of the MCU. But yeah, uh, are, are we all just going to agree that Endgame is the best team movie then? I, Nobody liked uh, Guardians 2 <laughs> or no. Avengers 2. Well, I liked them, but I mean, how could you argue yeah, with you really can't. all of the important characters in the MCU coming together to fight the main, most important villain of the MCU For and that. each of them having their own, as Eric has mentioned, moment of self-actualization yeah. where they rediscover or learn and experience something important that changes their life or literally ends up being a sacrifice for their life as in the case of iron man yeah. when he snaps his fingers with all the stones yeah no it's, it it was good it was really it was good a really sad movie but yeah it was good <laughs> i think we should do best movie now yeah okay um best movie overall most just likely to succeed most likely to succeed all right so uh, my answer is going to definitely be infinity war um, and I, the reason for that is that I have noticed in the MCU and with um, the understanding of the MCU that I have from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is from the few Iron Man movies that I've seen from the first two Captain Americas, as well as uh, a couple of the Spider-Mans. Uh, Infinity War does the best job of characterizing the villain. And I think being a very realistic um, arc for, uh, for a story where the villain actually is a very understandable character and the villain actually is fighting for a cause that we might empathize with True. for his people who went through a very difficult experience in losing half of the people to 
you know, circumstances that we might, you know, kind of even translate to what we see as the issue with climate change in real world today. True. Something we could see happening in our future. He might have killed well. them, though. <laughs> he might have. Some people think he actually killed his, his But people. it's never fully That's never said. proven. He, he, it's never he proven. seems to be a representative For sure. of them, not really a tyrant. Of yeah, them. yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> And I've noticed that it's it's not common to find that in the MCU, where the villain is very well thought through, well characterized, and well developed. Usually, in the MCU, the good guys win. Even if the bad guys have some moments where they look like they're going to take over, the good guys are the good guys, very clearly, and the bad guys are either the bad guys or they're the good guys gone bad who are eventually going to come back good. Captain America and Bucky, um, that you can that you can kind of expect. So I would say Infinity War, for the reason of its complexity. That's fair. I, I think that's fair. I I would, I'd be hard pressed to make a, a case against Infinity War. It's amazing. Um, Thanos is for sure top three villains uh, for them. I would, and also to your point, I would say they've definitely improved, probably since Thor: Dark World. <laughs> They've definitely improved villains, uh, improved on their villains. So like, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Black Panther, Killmonger, did you see Black Panther? I did see Black yeah. Panther. Killmonger was amazing. Yeah, he was, that's true. He's that's another one you kind of had to empathize with a little yeah. bit. Uh, I, I like Zemo from the third, uh, cat movie, Civil War. Zemo's like, maybe not humanizing in the sense that you, you feel like, you relate necessarily but i think just from the sense of seeing his plan and seeing just the how intricate all of it was like just from a genius intelligent standpoint i appreciate him like he was very like smart about how everything he did um but yeah there's a couple i, I think they've definitely gotten better at that uh but going to my pick <laughs> i personally loved civil war all right. For me, Civil War, and I'm going to make this disclaimer, I am a huge Cap fanboy, so I like am kind of biased. I'm, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm super biased when it comes to things Captain America. But I think Civil War has probably, as far as fight scenes, might have the second best one but after, uh, after Endgame. It might have the second best one where all the the heroes are fighting each other in the airport. I think that scene's amazing. And even the scene where Iron Man is trying to kill Bucky is amazing too. Uh, but also you're able to get a whole background of like Bucky and then like see a extreme vulnerable side of Tony, which you don't always get. So. True. You don't see Tony. Well, I mean, you kind of do in the Iron Man, but, but not to, not this, to this point. No, true. Um, but yeah, seeing also Spider-Man being introduced, Black Panther being introduced, like some characters that everybody just loves, uh, started in that movie as well. I think also, and the, the, um, just the sort of dichotomy, dichotomy between Cap and Iron Man's and Tony's ideals throughout the whole thing outside of the Bucky side of it, just like seeing them kind of face off from a mental standpoint is interesting to me because it, it kind of completes their arc as well 
from the time they met in Avengers 1 to Civil War. Literally, Cap is trying to tell Tony, hey, relax. We don't need to prepare for threats that aren't here. Tony's saying, yes, we do. I saw it in the Avengers wormhole thing. I saw Thanos. And, you know, being like, Cap basically telling Tony, you don't need to live in fear is, and Tony basically being like, no, but we need, we need to be regulated and we need protection. All of that kind of comes into a head in this movie. And I appreciate that. Like, they kind of finished that off as well as Bucky, Bucky's side of things, you know? Oh, man, Bucky's got a tough backstory, man. Bucky's just, he's, <laughs> you feel for the guy. You know, does anybody remember that meme? The, I forget what it was called. I think it was like Sad Brian. Do you remember that meme? Bad Luck Brian. Bad Luck yeah. Brian. Bad Luck Brian. <laughs> Bucky is Bad Luck Brian. Bucky is, if this is a high school, he is Bad Luck Brian. That kid that always just ends up in the wrong place at the wrong time. Not for any fault of his own, just he's just in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's Bucky. <laughs> yeah, when you, you know, unlike Captain America, get picked up, frozen, and unlocked as a <laughs> right. weapon of, you know, a secret Hydra cell yeah. in, in, you know... Uh, invading shield in the present day that's that's just a series of unfortunate events especially when the we, the reason you got there is because you fell off a train yeah literally like you basically died and then got brought back to life by the bad guys like what how, who how many people have that happen <laughs> uh side note did they tackle that in agents of shield like was bucky in it like did they kind of talk about him at all bucky is it. not in in agents of shield no okay oh well yeah they they don't ever directly reference um to my knowledge other than um so they 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 talk a lot about the um the kree yeah the kree are, the kree are constantly a part of the story the story and the development of the agents and then as well as um there's a couple episodes with uh people of asgard coming down to earth um one princess lorelei and one um, other character who I forget the name of, and there was an episode where she was, they were trying to hunt her down mm. and she was causing terror on earth, but they're never direct. They never directly reference any of the other, the main heroes. Avengers. Um, they only indirectly reference the Avengers, uh, in agents of shield. Okay. Gotcha. Um, can I say my favorite? Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was what I was going to next. Hand your favorite. <laughs> my favorite is uh, black Panther. Oh, sure. I think Avengers needed culture. <laughs> More culture. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Avengers That's needed fair. some seasoning, some, some representation, some better representation of minorities in the group. Um, sure. But sure. also, I like that they bring in like traditions and like, um, I like that the villain was family. I know that Thor had his sister as a villain. And but Loki's I like that like, what? Loki's his brother, plus stepbrother, kind of, too. That's true. But yeah. Um. I like that. I also just remember sitting in the theater and like getting goosebumps the whole time during the movie. And like no like it it was just different and I liked that. And so Yeah, for sure. It, it's definitely I would say it's definitely I think it resonated with a lot of people and that's why I liked it. Like it was like they were normal in a sense. Like they weren't just superheroes or villain, you know? True. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I do love it too. I I think it's funny. A lot of people try and kind of talk down on it because it got so much, uh, it was so popular. I think a lot of people try and talk down on it because they're like, 
oh, it wasn't even as good. Like, it wasn't even so good because, you know, it was only popular because it was a bunch of black people. Like, uh, like I feel like a lot of people kind of talked down on and uh, talked down on it in that sense. But looking at the movie, I think it is really good. Again, the villain, Killmonger is one of the best villains for sure. You 100% empathize with his lack of feeling like he belongs with uh in his country of origin like they basically cast him out essentially after his dad um tried to kill the king and so it's just like you 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 definitely feel a sense of you definitely resonate with his character i guess is what i'm trying to say like he you could and see even, yourself in him. even um even like the family resonated like even they like had empathy towards him. The family who? Uh, Black Panther did. Yeah, 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 yeah. And at the end, he he like he has this fire quote. I can't remember exactly. I, I promise we are like professional, but <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I'm really not. Um, no, but Killmonger has one of the greatest lines in all of Marvel history when Black Panther uh, stabs him fatally. His last couple, his last words to T'Challa were, uh, I'm going to have to edit this because I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to get it right. His last words were something along the lines of, um, bury me with my ancestors who knew that, uh, it was better to be dead than to be enslaved or something, something fire. I'm completely butchering it. Bury me in the ocean with my ancestors who jumped from ships because they know death was better than bondage. No, yeah. That is one of the greatest quotes in the entire series. That is fire. Um, but yeah, no. That's a good movie too, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And to, to build off of that um, Black Panther really being a team, it was very much you know a team movie in real life too. That's That's one of those Marvel movies that's influenced, extended far far beyond the movie and far far beyond the fan base because it was you know such a interesting commentary on black culture and it brought a lot of people who weren't normally you know marvel movie watchers yeah for the occasion of watching the black panther and better understanding african-american culture and the struggles within it and you know how to deal with the problems that have systemically been issues within that culture for sure so even in real life it was very much a bringing together of a team from its inception so you could argue that that's the best team movie <laughs> the for best that team reason movie. too yeah. yeah and it was so cool to sit in the theater and see like all of you know the african americans in there like like speaking like finally there's something like that you know, kind of resonates with us and speaks on like how we feel and what we go through. And so I yeah. really did appreciate that. And I really did like that. So. Yeah, no, it's really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never won one of those superlative things because mm-hmm. my school didn't have them. I did. What was you win? I was most musically talented. Wow. Very cool. There you go. Yeah. You heard it here first. I don't know why I'm the one who has to sing every episode. Hannah literally has gotten awards for it. Because it's more funny when you do it. That's true. It is. Um, we do it for the people. We do it for the people. I do it for the... Yeah, I do it for the people. Um, oh, ah. this is so random. <laughs> that new High School Musical show that came out on Disney+, Plus. y'all need to watch it. Watch it. <laughs> it's so good. 
that's your word from Hannah <laughs> on things to watch on Disney Plus. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, so that that's probably going to be our show. We're coming towards the end of our time. I want to thank Mr. Isaiah Scott for joining us. Is there anything you would like to tell the tell the good folks at home? Well, I'd like to thank my roommate, good roommate Eric, for having me on this show today. Sounds cute. And uh, absolutely, hope you guys enjoyed the episode and. Definitely stay tuned for more of the unbearable creatives to come in the future. 1,000%. Um, and yeah, so as I always say, follow us on Instagram at the unbearable creatives. Uh, feel free to email us at the unbearable creatives at gmail.com. If any show uh, topics that you want to hear us talk about or anything, say hello, whatever it is. Uh, be sure to tell a friend and we will see you next week. This has been Eric Bratcher, Hannah McKern, and the great... Isaiah Scott. We'll see you later. Bye.